Shalom Aleichem to everyone. And again, it's a pleasure to be able to, to be together with the Chavraya, to be together with the Oilam and Yisrael. We want to give again a big shout out for Yisrael for J Foundations and for facilitating that we're able to, to be Marbet's Torah to the Rabbim in a greater fashion. I'll just, you know, give a little bit of a plug for, you know, my, my book in English, uh, you know, the art school book. So I, it's also published in Hebrew. And um, recently, just, just this week, someone called me, who's, uh, she's, uh, he told me that he read the book. And he not only has he read the book, he read the book a few times. Where did he read it? He read it <laughs> at the dentist in Telstone's um, waiting room. Happens to be a dentist in Telston. I'll give a little shout out to him. He happens to be my Talmud, and he's a wonderful dentist. My dentist name is Dr. Avi Blumenthal. If you ever need a good dentist in Israel? If you can get him to get you to give you, let you in, he's good. But he has a copy of my book, and people read it. So this person, Talmud Chacham, he read it and he fell in love with it. He wants to come buy it, and he wants to give it out to other people. And and it was, it's, you know, it's a heartwarming thing when you hear that. You know, the book makes an impression upon people. And um, and then also this week I had that Rip Sternbuch should be Stark, his grandson, who's involved in the writing of the latest svarim that Rip Sternbuch just put out. Just put out a six-volume set of svarim based upon the shiurim that are put out every the devarators that are put out every erev Shabbos. So he came to me and he discussed with me to put working on a new sefer, and he knows that I have some material about Rip Sternbuch, so. I was able to give him some material and he enjoyed it. And hopefully that will get published. And the main thing is to be Marbet's Torah and to bring out the message of the Torah. I discussed with Yisrael before that we had a little hiatus in the series of the, um, the great leaders in Gedolim that I had a relationship with. We want to continue on that, on that uh, series. But I want to also speak about the uh, Current events, you know, we always try to bring in current events. And really when we say current events, not just current events as the news items. But the news items really depict and they show really where the oil is holding, where the world was holding. And we know that everything is really done in order for the Yidden, for the Jews to be able to, to be, they have Kodesh Baruch and Kodesh Baruch is talking to us. So we want to speak about, we want to just speak about that the, the, the leaders that we want to speak about is one of the great yeshivas of the Mir Yeshiva was my Rebbe. His name was Rebbeinish Finkel. And Rebbeinish was the brother-in-law of Reb Chaim Shalevitz. He was the son of Reb Lez Yehuda, a grandson of the Altif Slabotka, married to the niece of the Chazanish. Chazanish was the Shatchan. And, um, and he was the father-in-law of Reb Nassim Tzvi Finkel. And, all the, and when they, we speak about the Mir Yeshiva and the, the, the um, growth of the Mir Yeshiva, um, Rebbeinish was really a key person and he was, one of his hallmarks was that he he, he hid himself behind the, the spotlight, even though he was a great great Talmud Chacham and he gave Shir Klali in the yeshiva his famous Maisa with Rebbeinish one of the, the one of the great stories, he was such an honor of, so people, he wasn't a great speaker, so his Shir was at a certain time and sometimes people would try to run out before the Shir, you know the, the, the highlights of the Mir Yeshiva in those days, he was, he was up against great, great Tamilchom, Reb Chaim Shalavitz and Reb Nachum Pertzavitz. So even though he was a great Tamilchom, not everyone appreciated his, how great he was. 
we know that he, we know he was an unbelievable Talmud Chacham. So one day they say that there was a, a young man, he was quickly running out like five minutes before the shir, the Rebbeinish was going up the, was going up the steps, and Rebbeinish says, Abu Leifster, where are you running? He says, Rebbeinish kumpt, Rebbeinish kumpt. So like, this person had never seen Rebbeinish in his life, so, so Rebbeinish says, Geish, Nala, go quicker, go quicker, <laughs> quickly run. That was the way Rebbeinish, Rebbeinish could make a joke, and that's what I want to bring out. Rebbeinish, he hit himself, and he used the, the, I would say the, the, the tool and the facet and the art of a good vart and a good quip. He was very sharp, but he loved, he, he, he was very, he was humorous. And in my book, I describe certain stories about him. So I want to bring out a little bit about Rav Benish's uh, Mahalach. And also, he got a lot from his uncle, from his wife's uncle, the Chazanish. And I think one of the best stories in the book, I was told by a great mashkiach who told me that the whole book is worthwhile just for this particular story, story about that I read about the Chazanish. And um, I'm going to speak about those points in a second. We want to tie it into the current events. So let's, that was the backdrop of the Gedolim aspect of it. Now we're going to speak a little bit about the current events. So first of all, let's take a look at like, what's going on in the world. You know, is the world a pleasant place? Is it a great place? You know, can we really take a look at the world and say, wow, everything is wonderful? We realize, you know, in my book, the war in the Ukraine is just, you know, continuing to be a horrific, horrific, the only way to describe it, murderous, uh, tragic, uh, beyond description, which is happening in the middle of Europe. In fact, I spoke to a friend of mine yesterday who was thinking about going to Kevrovis in Hungary which is right next to the Ukraine, and he was debating maybe he shouldn't go, because you never know what can happen. You never know what can happen in the world that we're living in. And then we have in Israel, we have the politics in Israel. Now the government has basically given up that they're going to be running. It was the shortest uh, run government in the history of the state of Israel. Uh, no one really understands that. Yeah, but that's really what it is. And they're going to go to new elections. And... Um, and what we see is that the reason why the government couldn't really maintain itself is because every single party had its, its interest, and its interest became the overriding factor. And when the interests didn't, weren't compatible with each other, automatically everyone's going, it's, it's not Shnaim Eichsen Metalis, it's Meya Eichsen Metalis, everyone's pulling. And at the end of the day, they see they can't keep it together, and the government shuts down. But it's not only in the government. If we're honest with ourselves, we realize that even in our own, in our own from world, we also, unfortunately, we're affected by machlekes. We're affected by, by uh, dissension within our ranks. And I was thinking about even giving a whole schmooze just to talk about it. I'm not going to focus on it too much, but I just want to have to, I think I have to mention it. I think it's important for people to realize that there's a tremendous within the Ger Hasidim, which became public knowledge in the news here in Israel. In America, it might not be as well-known, except if you're in the film circles. But so, it, all the great Rebbes have come out and they've said that this is really the worst thing that can happen within our ranks. Machlokes is the reason behind the Churban Beis HaMikdash. We're now entering Rosh Chodesh Tammuz. Shiva Tammuz is coming up. 
and the three weeks to drive Hochen and Tishabov with unless we're Zaycha Mirzashem, we hoped that Mashiach should come. But we know why was the base of English destroyed? Because of Machlaikas and the Tikkun, and that's really why I want to speak. I want to speak about the Tikkun for Machlaikas is, is to create Shalom and to create Ava and to create Achva. But even within our own ranks, we see that things are not things are not together. So it's really, it's, it basically, when we see a war, a mochama, when we see, um, we see uh, a type of mochama within the world, which is, which is in, in, in the fabric of the unity of, of, the, of the Jewish state, so to speak, uh, you know, Medinat Yisrael, you know what I mean? They can't keep it together. And we don't know what's going to be with the elections. No one knows. I was like, oh, we're getting rid of the old government. What's a new, what's a new government going to be about? Is... Netanyahu going to be the savior for all? As I've said many, many times, you know, when we say we're not talking about, you know, Prime Minister, former Prime Minister Bibi Netanyahu. We're talking about Melech HaMashiach. We have to daven for Melech HaMashiach. We don't want to daven that this should be, this is the way it should be. But if we have a, a better government than we had before, which was anti-religion and anti-everything we feel that the government, that the, 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 the states should stand for, that, that's also what's called the Nechama Porta. So we hope and we pray, at least we should get that. But the, the main thing is we see that this is the time period we're in. The parish, all the parishes are speaking about, we just had parishes, Kairach, Machlaikas, complaining, misoninim, the, the complainers. In this week's parish, in parishes, Chukas, we also have different elements of the next level of complainers. So, what can we do to make the world, I would say, a better place? And how do we make a tikkun? So let's first speak about that. I want to speak about these great gedolim we mentioned before, Rebbeinish, Zatzal, and, and his uncle, the Chazanish. You know, the first Rebbeinish was Yudua. He, he, loved to, he loved to make people happy. I remember, time, I remember going to him. Always, it was always able to make people feel good. And... Uh, you never heard criticism from him. It was always positive. There was so, he, could always, he could be very sharp, but the sharpness was with a, with a smile, with a shmeichel. In fact, one time he even asked me to tell him a joke. I don't want to tell you the joke, but it, it was a joke that I got him to laugh at. Yeah, I'm not the greatest humorist, but I was able to get him to laugh, and he loved it. He said, ah, gavaldik. And I think what he was telling me was is that you have to have simcha sachayim. That was an important aspect of what the message of Rebbeinish and his uncle, the Chazanish, the mice that I bring down the book is a fantastic story about, you know, I spoke about, I think in one of the past particular uh, items that we spoke about, we spoke about my being able to be with, the, with, with Reb Chaim at the beach, the time that I went to swim with Reb Chaim in the beach. So now we're going to swim, we're going to speak about Rev, the Chazanish, not at the beach, but the Chazanish swimming. The Chazanish was the one that used to tell Reb Chaim he should go to the beach to swim. And the Chaznish himself was a swimmer. Now, when you say he was a swimmer, he didn't go every single morning and go to the swimming pool and go for, you know, exercise. But every once in a while, he would go and he would swim. I don't know if he did it in his elder years, but in his younger years, he used to go in the town that he was, and he used to go swim in the river, the local river. He used to go very early in the morning. And... Um, and not only did he do it, but all the briskers used to do it as well. I heard from the David Salavechik that the briskers, all the Salavechiks used to go in the, the river and brisk. 
I saw many of the Talmud Chomim from Rav Ram Yeshua down. Rav Ram Yeshua's time, they also they all go to the Yam and the Danya. I've mentioned it. They have swimming trunks. They go regular. They go swimming in the Yam. That's the way a person is supposed to get exercise. Into. But the story with the Chazanish is like this. The Chazanish's wife, she was the Mefarnes of the family. She had a little business that sold fabrics and whatever what they used to sell in those days. In, and the old country, they called it the Shmata business. The Shmata business, you didn't always work the Shmata business. You know, if it's either it's a shirt or it's a tie or it's a pair of pants or it's, or it's dresses or it's material. Those days it was material to make clothes. Now, and the Chazanish was able to sit and learn because his wife was able to support him. Now, she wasn't a, a big, big businesswoman. She had a good eye for business. But there was a Yid that lived in her town. There was a Balabas. And he was a Seicher. You know the Seichers. He knows how to make money. So he used to go to the big fairs and he would buy in bulk. He would buy wholesale. And because he knew who the Chazanisha was and who the Chazanisha's wife was, he used to buy it wholesale. And he would bring back extra for her. And he'd say, I'm going to sell to you wholesale price. Same price as I got it. So she didn't have to travel. And then she was able to sell it retail and she made some profit. And she was able to support the family. The Chazanish was very, very makatav to this person. So he said, what can I do? What can I get? This person was considered like a gavir in the shtetl. I can't remember the exact name of the shtetl where the Chazanish was, was living at the time. And he said, what can I do for him? I give him money? I feel like I don't have money to give him. I'm going to buy him a, a kiddush cup. You know, he's got a kiddush cup. You know, I mean, what, what, what can I give him? I, you know, I can give him Tyra. I can teach him. I can learn with him Tyra. And this Balabas, it seems, he wasn't a big learner. Learning, he might have been, he might have gone to the local shear between Mincha and Meir, but besides that, he didn't learn. He didn't have like a, uh, he didn't have an involvement in, you know, today we have MDY and we have all the Dafayoimis and everything. They didn't have it in those days. And he didn't have a, so, he, so the Chazanish felt, oh, I'll make a Chavrusa with him. And that's what he told me. He said, listen, I want to show my course to you. I want to make a Chavrusa with you. We'll learn daily or a couple times a week. And the Yid was a from Yid, and he said, okay, you can learn with the Chazanish. It was a younger Chazanish, but still, he knew how great he was. So they sat up to learn, and the Chazanish was very, very good at explaining things. And the Chazanish was trying to get him into all the Geshmaka Sugyas. And he learned with him a few times, and he saw that no matter how much he, he tries, it was like the Gemara speaks about Repreda. Like you have a Talmud, you teach him 400 times, and he still doesn't get it. That was this kind of guy. This kind of guy just didn't get it. And the Chazanish was, was felt bad. I'm not being able to really give him what I want to give him. And the person was a balabas. Yeah, he wasn't getting so excited about it. So the Chazanish felt, what can I do? So the Chazanish told him one day, he says, listen, tomorrow morning we're going to go swimming. Gonna go swimming. The guy looked at him, okay, go swimming. What time did I go swimming? Four o'clock in the morning, I go swimming. Way before everybody around, or should be a shy They had a local river there, a local place where the people went swimming. And he said, You'll meet me there. And this Balabas came, and the, and the, the Chazanish went with him into the, into the river. And they started swimming. The little swimming hole, the swimming area. Okay. The guy was like a little surprised, like, what are you know, What's the swimming? Is it just a little vacation or something like that? The next thing he knows, all of a sudden, he feels like someone's splashing water against the back of his neck. Turns around, it's the Chazanish. Chazanish is splashing against him. <coughs> and then the Chazanish is splashing his face. The 
guy was like surprised. Like, what's this rabbi doing to me? He's splashing at me. Like, and he wasn't stop splashing. He was really splashing. And he's like so bewildered. And then he turns to the Chazanish and he says, what do you want? He says, so the Chazanish says, splash back. He said in Yiddish, stiff, Tzirik, splash back. Like a little kid. The Chazanish was acting like a little kid. You know, I'm splashing you, you splash me back. That was the game that they were playing. So the guy started splashing and the Chazanish is splashing him back. And they got into a stickle water fight in the, in the river. You know what the guys get into, a little water fight. And <laughs> after whatever it was, 10, 15 minutes, however, I don't know if they were splashing the whole time, the Yid says to the Reb Chaznish, he says, what do, what, do you, what do you want for me? What's, what's this all about? He says, I wanted you to splash and to get out of your, like, stuffed self. You're too closed. You don't have simcha sachayim. Everything's about the business. You're tied in. Your head is not open because you don't have joy in life. And you need to, to be more relaxed and breathing and, and alive and to be happy. Sameach b'chalka. And they say over that this yid became a, a very chashva balabasta learning from that time and onwards. All of a sudden, the mayonas hachachma began to open up within, the, um, within this person because all of a sudden he was able to let go a little bit. And the chazanish realized that the trick was, I have to get him to open How do I get him to open up? I'll make a, have a splash game with him in the river. Chazanish understood this is what's going to create Simcha Sachayim. There's a Gemara. That's really, really Simcha Sachayim. There's a Gemara in Tainus, famous Gemara, which the Gemara speaks about that there was a great Amaira and he met Eliyahu Anavi in the marketplace and he said, is there a, is there a Ben? Is there a Ben? Uh, is there someone here that that has a um, Gilu Elio. So he says, it's going gonna, gonna, to get to Olam Haba. So he says, yes. And who are they? And there are two people. Who are they? Anshe Beduchi Anon. He says, what do you do? He says, we're jokers. When people are, people are not feeling good, people are down and out, we make jokes and we get them to laugh. That's one shot. Or when we see two people who are fighting, so we do our best in order to make them, to get them through their, their machlekes, to get them through the machlekes. And there's a Gavaldik Rashi of here. Rashi says, what's a man of joking, beduchi? So he says, semechim umesamchim b'nei adam. Not only do they get people to become happy, but they're happy themselves. What, is, what do you have to be happy yourself? So my friend, my good friend, great Tamachachim, Reb Shragi Nubiger writes in a Sefer Atzi, Shalom, which I use and which I enjoy very, very much, on the Yana Shalom Bayis, he says the best way to make people happy is when you yourself are happy. When a person himself has happiness inside of him, he's, when he's sameach, then he can sameach, he can help other people. And this is a key. When we speak about how do we somehow, you know, solve the world problems of machlekes, of uh, dissension, a key is Rabbi Sai. Key is that we should ex- ex- try to reach into ourselves and become happier people, to be people that are not only besimcha but sameach others. And I think when I saw, what I saw from Great Gadol, that was Rebbeinish. 
Rebbeinus was a person. Ah, a good joke. Can make a person happy. Tell me a good joke. I want to hear a good joke. Because he wanted a person to be happy. Chazanish saw a person who couldn't sit and learn. What did he do? He said, oh, I'm going to have to open How do I open this person? I'm going to have a little splash party, a little, little water fight in, in, in the pool. And I think it's a great, great thing a lot of times with our own children. And uh, sometimes in yeshiva, you know, you just got to get out. You got to have a good splash party. You know what I mean? <laughs> I remember Ner Yaakov, the stories about the guys that used to have these very powerful water guns and they used to use it uh, when people were crossing the street and they could shoot like, you know, 300 meters away and hit somebody. I don't know if that's really what I'm talking about to make people happy. You don't have to make people upset. You know what I mean? But when it's in the, you know, in the confines, in fact, I just heard from someone today that said that there's a great trip here in Israel that there's something to do with like mass water fights. I don't know exactly what it is. I'm going to find out more about details. And maybe we'll take the guys to do it and we'll try to get the rebellion into it, you know. So it's a Gavaldika lesson. I think when we speak about a world which is filled with so much dissension, so much machlekes. If you can just make the world a happier place, make the world a place where the, that's the tikkun. The tikkun for the churban besamigdash is to be able to bring ava and shalom. Now here we want to mention the great, great insight that my friend Reb Shragi was medayik a gavaldik a gavaldik a chiddush. In this week's parish, and parish chuka speaks about Mises Aaron. And we know that when Aaron Akayan died, so it says, Aaron <coughs> Who died, who cried? All of Klai Yisrael. And Rashi HaKadosh points out what it, why Spartans say Kol Beis Yisrael. Because it was men and women. And the simple understanding is Aaron was ready of Shalom. And he was able to make peace between people that had Shalom bias problems, people that had machlekes amongst, each, amongst them, themselves, and therefore was called Beis Yisrael. Later on, in, in the end of Sefer Devarim, it speaks of Moshe Rabbeinu's Ptira. Over there, it says, Vayivku B'nei Yisrael. It doesn't say, Kol Beis Yisrael, B'nei Yisrael. And Rashi HaKadosh points out over there, it was only the men, it wasn't the women. So that's the simple understanding of the difference between Aaron, because Aaron was the Oye of Shalom and Rai of Shalom. But there's a Gavalika insight into the Lushan of Rashi, and I've said this over to a few people, and Reb Shragi Mamish brings out a Gavalika, Gavalika insight. <coughs> when it's, it says the Lushan of the Rashi in Arabic, in Arabic parasha, it says, Why do all of Klai Yisrael cry? Anoshim v'anoshim, lefi shoya, Aaron roidev shalom. Aaron was a roidev shalom. Umatil ava ben balim river. He placed uh, love between people that were fighting with each other. Ubein ishle ishta, in between man and his wife, between ishle ishta. So the Lashon of Rashi over here is matil shalom. If you take a look in Dvarim, Rashi says something different. Sounds exactly the same, but every you know Lashon Rashi, every Yudaik, every, every single word. Over there he says, why is it Dafka B'nai Yisrael and not like Aaron, where it was even the women? He says, because Aaron, because he was the writer of Shalom, it says, Naisin Shalom, Ben Ishlareyayu. He placed Shalom. A little different Lashon. But Midrash says, Matil. Over here it says, Naisin. And over here it says, Ben Ishlareyayu. And over here it says, Ben Ish Le Ishtai. Or Ben Ish, or here's a Ben Isha Labaila. At first, it's over here, in Bamir, it says, Ben Bala Meriva. Here's Ben Ish Le Reyu. Here's Ish Labaila. Here's Ben Ish Le Ishtai. 
What is this different Lashaynas? So, the etzim vart is gavaldik vart, but I want to bring out the little extra part that I added onto this as well. The vart that's brought down in the Sefer Atzishalom from Reb Shragi Nubigashlita is that Aaron Hakayan had two methods whereby he created peace and harmony amongst people. One was that when people had dissension, when people had arguments, when there was a real machlekes going on, when there was a machlekes in the camp, and it was getting out of hand, and people are beating each other up. Unfortunately, I have to be honest with you, that's what's been happening in the, in, in the world, in, 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 even in, in our world. So you need a person who is so filled with love that he can somehow be matoso. Matoso means he's kind of like, he's got a place, constraints, and he knows how to do it in a way that's going to get people, that you have to understand, we have to have shalom here. We can't, we can't continue like this. When there's chas to shalom, there's a, a fight between a husband and a wife, and it's creating dissension, and, there's, and, the, and the children are being affected, everything else. Sometimes you need a very chas that knows how to use chachma, and matoso shalom, and say, this is not the way to do it. Rav Gifter said, the famous story, there was a younger man, and his wife came to Rav Gifter and said, he doesn't, he sits and learns, but he doesn't help me, I'm taking care of the kids, I can't, he doesn't even take out the garbage. So, <coughs> so Rav Gifter said to him, he said, I'm going to speak with him. So Rav Gifter called him in, he says, what's going on in the house? He says, let me take out the garbage. A Tamachacham shouldn't take out the garbage. A Tamachacham should not be fitting. So Rav Gifter said, oh, you're right. You're right, it's not between the Tamachov to take out the garbage. Okay, we'll back up. The next morning, 7 o'clock in the morning, Rev Gifter knock on the door before davening. The, the younger man opens the thing, door, all of a sudden he sees Rev Gifter. Rebbe, what are you doing here? He says, listen, it's not covered that you should take out the garbage. Someone has to take out the garbage. I'm taking out the garbage. Avad, it's, it's not, not beneath your dignity. Avad, it's your dignity. That's your dignity. Your dignity is to have what? Is to have shalom between each leash. That's your body. You got to help. Whatever you can do to help. That's the Rashi in Bamidbar. But then there's what's called Nesina shalom. Ah, Nesina shalom is a whole different level. It's not when there's a fight, then you stop it. It's Nesina shalom. It's creating an avira, creating an atmosphere where things are pleasant. Things are so geschmack. And that was the koyach of Aaron HaKoyim. And I added on like this. So why does Rashi Bamidbar use Mato and it here uses Nesina? Because as soon as Aaron HaKoyim died, all of a sudden all the, the unfortunate uh, Shalom bias problems that were going on where Aaron was the one that was literally putting the brakes on everybody, so the women started crying because they knew that Aaron Akoyim wasn't around. He was one that was Matil Sholem. But a few months later, when Moshe died, already people realized Aaron wasn't just the person that was Matil Sholem. He used to make everything so pleasant. He was nice in Sholem. He brought things in a way that should be geschmack. And that's really the concept of when a person is besimcha, it can be samayachavish. When, when we realize that we're living in a world, a world where there's such anemone, there's such dissension, there's so much broken hearts, and there's so much broken uh, relationships. And we have to realize that the Torah is telling us, be an Aaron Akayim, be an Ayyav Shalom, be a Raid of Shalom. Be a person that's a nice in Shalom. 
be a person that if you need it to be a matel shalom. And if we'll do that, then we'll have the tikkun for the the chet of the churban beis hamikdash. We're holding in the month of Tammuz, Rabbi Zayin Tammuz. Every all the mafarshim say is uh, that uh, we're getting closer to Av and to Elul. Tshuva, zmanei tshuva, mamash v'shinuvayim. The times of tshuva are getting closer. Av is the month of Av, which we know, we hope, and we pray should be Menachem Av, but it's Elul ba. Elul's coming. And then So we hope and we pray that the words that we spoke today, and we speak a little bit about these great, great people, we see what kind of what kind of kayachas they had. They had the kayach of Simcha, they had the kayach of Mimisamayach HaKeirim, and we'll take their lessons that we will learn from these great leaders, and Bez Hashem Yisbarach, that the Rabbana shall shower upon us kindness. This month, it's Hashem. Shouldn't have to get into the drive oven. Shouldn't have to get into to, to, to Tishabov. It'll be a yantif. All the days in these days, they say it's the Zayar says that these are Yaimikashe. All these days will be learned from Avela Lasimcha, from, 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 from days of disparity to days of Yantif. Wishing everyone a wonderful, wonderful week. Thank you very much. And again, support J Foundations. Have a great evening. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, it'd be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.